This is a Flashpoint Extra. I'm your host, Cherry Gregg. Hey, everybody, you probably heard about the dust-up this week over a beloved mural at 20th and Tasker in South Philadelphia. The mural was painted in the late 1980s by the Philadelphia Anti-Graffiti Network. It listed the names of children lost to violence. Well, the community loved this mural so much that it asked the Mural Arts of Philadelphia to restore it. And they put a new coat of paint and fixed various chips on the mural just a few years ago. Well, residents took to social media and it blew up after a developer destroyed the mural. Apparently, it was a mistake. Councilman Kenyatta Johnson got involved as well as many others. They worked hard to find a way to restore the mural. But for me, as a community affairs reporter for KYW and covering all of these types of issues, I realized that it is a much broader issue. Philadelphia is home to more than 4,000 pieces of public art. And the art tells the story of the city, its neighborhood, and its peoples. And it talks about the issues that residents deal with day to day. And right now, the city is in the middle of a transition with developers, many times outsiders, coming in to make change. Some say these new people, these outsiders, are destroying the heart and soul and culture that makes Philly, Philly. So I called up Jane Golden, executive director of the Mural Arts of Philadelphia, and we discussed what could be done to help residents and art advocates be proactive to protect Philadelphia's heart or art and soul. Listen in. So, you know, there's been an ongoing, you know, battle in Philadelphia with Uh, all the change that's going on. And it's a tension between development and culture. And mural arts, of course, is right in the middle of that. We just had a dust-up in South Philadelphia with the um, mistaken destruction of a very precious mural dealing with anti-violence. Could you tell me your understanding of that and sort of the mural arts position on this whole tension issue? Well, I was crestfallen when I heard the news. In fact, I I literally gasped, I think, when I heard. And... I'm somebody who, you know, understands that there's economic development in the city, but, you know, that that mural was a memorial and particularly important and had great significance to the community. So I, um, for me, it, it was startling and it, it absolutely was a, a moment of epiphany when I realized that what our position has been all along was crystallized the other day, and that is, this is about communication, respect, transparency. We understand that we can't and shouldn't stop development. You know, we can't stand in the way of that. Philadelphia is a city that is on the move. It's fluid. It's growing. However, we're in a city with over 4,000 works of public art. This collection is known internationally. It is a collection that represents the lives of citizens throughout Philadelphia. We see ourselves in our murals. Our stories are aspirations for change. Sometimes we see our young people, our heroes, our struggles, and our triumphs. This is more than art on a wall. It's the autobiography of Philadelphia. And as citizens of the city, we need to protect this work. So developers when they're about to tear down a mural or build in front of a mural, need to inform the community and mural arts. 
if they would have reached out to any one of us, we could have sat down and had a common sense negotiation about what could happen. Are there options? But when we're blindsided, then there is a reaction. So the que- it begs the question, how, how can we not be just reactionary? How can we think in a more forward way? Yeah, because, uh, I mean, and you've, you've been clear about this. We've had multiple conversations, and I've heard you speak dozens of times, Jane. And, of course, you know, mural arts is there at, uh, when development happens. Could you tell me, there was a communication breakdown, because you said the word blindsided. You guys didn't, I guess you heard about it once it was already destroyed. Yes, I found out from, uh, and from, uh, I found out through Philly Voice, so I had no idea that it was happening. And I started to actually stammer on the phone because I couldn't believe what the reporter was saying, that it was already half demolished. So I hopped in my car and I drove down to Point Breeze, and I just couldn't believe that half of it had been scraped off. Now, I did, you know, I did touch base with the developer that day, and he was very apologetic, and he said he would do whatever he had to do to make this right, which is the right thing to do, and he acknowledged that he had made a mistake. So we need to pick up the pieces, meet together as a community, and figure out what we're going to do. But I can tell you 100% that Mural Arts is completely committed to recreating that mural or whatever mural the community wants. Yeah, and could you explain the significance of the mural? I know it had names. I mean, this is this is an area that had lost lives to violence. That's right. And and could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, well, I, this, well this was painted... We know when we were the anti-graffiti network. So I have a really clear memory of this. I mean, I was one of the artists that painted it with, with our, our young artists, our, you know, the, the former graffiti writers. Wilson Good, our former mayor, had gone to Boston. Um, let me say this again. Our former mayor, Wilson Good, had gone to Boston and had seen a series of anti-violence murals. And he came back and he told um, my boss, Tim Spencer, the head of anti-graffiti, that he wanted to do the same thing in Philadelphia. And so we were in touch with uh, the police, a couple police captains from down in the Point Breeze area, and they gave us names of families, and they checked with families, and we checked with families to see if it was okay to put their child's name on a wall. And we were invited in by people, you know, and over tea and coffee, we heard stories about a young person's life who, who had died all too soon. It was tragic and heartbreaking. And when the mural went up, people found it cathartic. And it was beloved over the years. In fact, a few years ago, we were working with Connor Barwin and Make the World Better Foundation, and we did some ex- other murals in the area. And I asked the community, I said, look, it's, it's starting to peel. Would you like us to fix it up, or do you want a new mural there? And they said, oh, no, we want it, we want it fixed up. <laughs> So we were like, fine. So we actually restored it. We refreshed the color, and we did some scraping and peeling, and, you know, we made it look nice. Now, granted, I understand it was a very, very old building. It had been abandoned. There were structural complications. I understand all that. But the heart and soul of this mural, it was incredibly important and powerful. I don't think the developer was ready for the reaction that he got. I mean, it blew up on social media. It, It blew up. It blew up. I mean, it was everywhere. I mean, the community, people were calling me left and right and saying, Jane, please do something. Please do something. And and also, uh, there's another mural not too far from there called Bird and Flight, and they're building in front. And there you go again. Somebody just builds in front of a mural and doesn't contact us. You know, you wouldn't tear down a house 
and not talk to people living there. You wouldn't check records. You wouldn't tear down a large public sculpture without doing some research. So what is the difference when it comes to murals? Murals are civic assets. They define our city. We just had a group of city council people here from Atlanta. They said in Atlanta, it's hit and run. Artists come in from somewhere else, do murals in neighborhoods that they're the art is completely disconnected from the community, and they're furious. They said when they went through, this, through Philadelphia, they felt like they wanted to cry because it was so moving and powerful. This is us. That's who's on the walls. This is not about me or mural arts. This is the identity of citizens from the far northeast to southwest to south to north, all over the city. And that's why this collection sings so much. And it's um, and this is an ongoing issue. This is part of, you know, you, you mentioned 4000 pieces, many of them in communities that were distressed and and had been for many years. And this was sort of the shining light in those neighborhoods. So th- is the goal now to sort of come up with a plan to deal with this kind of stuff so that this outrage? I mean, because this is going to keep happening, I feel like yes, it is going to keep happening. The goal is I would I would I'm very interested in talking to the mayor's office and to city council and to see if there's any way that we could create a system with a database that lists the murals in the city or the public art pieces. If someone is developing in front of or about to tear down a building with a work of public art, they could go online, they could check to see whose project it is. Probably eight out of ten times it's going to be mural arts, and if it's not ours, we would find who it is. And then we could reach out to the different entities. I mean, there just has to be a way that we have better communication because finding out when a mural is partially destroyed is the worst possible scenario. And that's what's going on in our city. And I also think that people need to understand what is beyond the paint. Who worked on these projects? Literally thousands of young people in our city made their mark on this this city in wonderful ways. People coming home from prison, people in the behavioral health system, and literally like 15,000 artists have had employment through mural arts over the last number of years. It's extraordinary. So it's something that we need to acknowledge and we need to protect. If we're the Philadelphia Museum of Art, we are protecting our collection. Well, we are in the largest outdoor museum in the world, and we want to do the same thing that PMA would do. Yeah, and I think about this in in another context as well. I mean, this is the very in, in, in I'm from Washington, lived in Atlanta, Boston, all you know, all over the East Coast. And I think about the thing that makes Philadelphia unique is the, the murals. Number one and number two, Philly people are holding on to this culture and and development has happening. And when a lot of times when development happens, it gets rid of the culture and everything just becomes very sterile. And it's like, how do you balance development while holding on? to the essence of Philadelphia, and the mural arts program is definitely part of the essence of Philly. That's right, and it asks the question, whose city is this? Who has the right to the city? The answer is all of us, and the murals represent that. It's the glue. This was a Flashpoint Extra. Thank you for listening. Flashpoint is KYW News Radio's weekly public affairs show. It airs Saturday nights at 9.30 and Sunday mornings at 8.30 on KYW News Radio, 1060 AM. You can also listen via live stream on KYWNewsRadio.com. For exclusive content and extras like these, subscribe to the Flashpoint Podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, or the Radio.com app, or any platform you use to get your pods. 
please follow us on Twitter. Our handle is Flashpoint Show. Mine is Cherry Greg. If there's something that makes you hot under the collar, let us know and we'll make it a show topic. Thank you, Flashpoint fam, for listening. Until next week, I'm Cherry Gregg.